There would be no story if it wasn't for the fact I'm an obsessive by nature, a collector and a completist. A person with an untrained eye could make the mistake of calling me a hoarder, but they'd be wrong. I don't keep everything. I like to think of myself as a curator of a museum. The museum isn't open to anyone else, but if it was, most of the collections would be met with confusion. At times, they make no sense to me either. The gift shop, however, is great. We're all collectors to some degree. We all have something we covet or hoard. There would be no society without collecting. Everywhere you look, someone is collecting something. Refuse, tax, tickets, information. Some people's collections are purely social. Friends, contacts or compliments. Some collections are made for nostalgic reasons, allowing people to relive their childhood or buy themselves a piece of history, to keep time from eroding, to keep the past present. Most of us collect memories and experiences by splashing out on a night out, holidays or trips around the world. Other people don't like to waste money by collecting anything, so just allow it to accumulate in a savings account and collect interest instead. We take pleasure from our collections and the act of collecting itself. There is nothing as exquisite as the delight of finding the most sought-after piece for your most treasured collection. It's a physical and psychological joy unlike any other. The opposite end of this short-lived feeling of triumph and success is the collector's holy trinity of bad feelings, envy, frustration and despair. All collectors are permanently caught between these two extremes, the ideal of completeness and the anxiety of incompleteness. The male bowerbird, found in Australia and Papua New Guinea, obsessively amasses and artistically displays his collections around his intricately thatched nest. Flowers, fruit, shiny discarded beetle shells, leaves, feathers from other birds. He seizes anything that catches his eye, and more importantly, might catch the eye of a potential mate. The bowerbird makes a legendary shiny object collecting tendencies of the magpie seem tame. He's a cabinet of curiosity curator of the natural world. Try saying that three times while holding a bountiful bunch of berries in your beak. Like the bowerbird, each of us has a unique set of objects and passions that reflect, dazzle and beguile us to want to possess them, also quite often in the hope of attracting a like-minded mate. Whether our collection is primarily concerned with the rarity of exceptional craftsmanship precious materials and accompanying prestige, or with novelty and amusement, or whether it fulfills another more esoteric or overt psychological function, it reflects our individual taste. However, we are judged not only on what we collect, but on our collection's perceived completeness. As hard as it can be to know when you've completed a collection, it's even more difficult to know when a collection begins. The first object might be picked up or bought at random, because it looks interesting or intriguing. The second might be picked up because it's similar to the first, but two objects are not a collection. If you're lucky, and the second object is similar enough to the first, it might be considered a pair. So when does the collection begin? With the third object, the seventh, tenth? Mark Sutterducati, designer of toys and games, and a magician, is also a collector of pens. At the last count, he had over 10,000 different pens each one distinctive in some way, not just with a slight variation in a design element such as colour or size, but mechanically or conceptually unique. The pens are stored in neatly labelled plastic boxes and sorted into a taxonomy of type, 
including pens that stamp and squirt, frog pens, screeching dolphin-type pens, a surprising number of them, and pens whose barrels feature a scene that changes when you turn the pen upside down. A gondola floats down a Venice canal. A London bus passes the statue of Eros in Piccadilly Circus. A semi-naked, well-built man loses his boxer shorts. Although the last example also belongs in a box labelled erotic, next to a box labelled erotic hardcore. Mark's collection started when he was lecturing students on creativity. He wanted to demonstrate how the same simple object can be taken in an infinite and surprising number of ways. Mark sees his pen collection as a metaphor for creativity, a research library and a constant source of inspiration. Amazingly, he knows when he comes across a pen that isn't already in his collection. In an interview in Mum magazine, the Society of American Magicians weirdly titled